My name is Matt Brown. And I gotta say, man, they tried to write us off, but we ain't right back. We ain't right back. And let's start the show. The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Thursday, December 7th, 2023. It's a big show, a very big show. Where we get into the college football playoff. The four teams are set in Washington, Texas, Michigan, and Alabama. We talk about the Heisman Trophy finalists and Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr., Jaden Daniels and Marvin Harrison Jr. And then we also talk a little baseball where we are allegedly hearing that a deal between the San Diego Padres and the New York Yankees is about to turn baseball upside down and bring the one of the most exciting players in the entire sport and Juan Soto to the Bronx. Juan Soto to the Yankees allegedly happening any day now. There is a lot to do, a lot to get into. There is a lot to discuss. It is just you and me as we talk about the big world of college football as we head into its crucial postseason. Plus, we're going to get into the Yankees, of course. So, going to be a good show. Just me tonight. And it's going to be a lot of fun to take you into your Thursday. But before we do that, I just want to remind you, to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, X and Twitter at Prokavo Pod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations and Facebook at Productive Conversations. So since it's just me, why don't we get into it right now? So let's talk about the college football playoff. Let's talk about the Heisman Trophy finalists. Let's talk about the Yankees allegedly being really close to acquiring Juan Soto and a lot of other fun stuff in between. So let's get to it. Here is our discussion regarding the college football playoff, the Yankees, and the Heisman Trophy finalists. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. I am so happy that we are here today to discuss the college football playoff. And then we'll get into a little uh, Heisman trophies and a little Yankees hot stove. And I'm going to entertain you throughout the next 20 minutes. But first things first, we have followed college football all season long. Now, I've been here and there personally about college football throughout my life. I'm from the Northeast. I'm from the New York Tri-State area. Don't really have a big college football following per se. College basketball for sure, and you know, being in growing up in Connecticut, UConn was um, always a passage and always a way of life. But college football itself was just like you know, it was there. And I, as I get older and just loving football so much, and then seeing um, my brothers play college football, one's a Division One playing in the FCS right now. I learned to really start appreciating college football over the past few years. And then we took on this, this challenge to cover college football on a weekly basis. And now we're here. We've successfully covered all of the regular season. And now we're at the postseason. We just have Army Navy left um, to finish out the regular season. That's going to happen this weekend. And then... Here we are. The bowl season begins. And that means college football playoff is here to begin as well. And it was announced 
on on Sunday, the selection Sunday, the committee decided that these four schools are the best four in the nation, the best four Division One FBS schools, and these are your programs that are going up against each other. These are the best schools around to watch. We have first, let's just pull this up really quick, the college football playoff. The four teams are number one ranked Michigan after winning the Big Ten championship and getting a convincing win over Ohio State just a couple weeks ago. They are the ranked number one in the country at 13-0. We have number two, Washington, your Pac-12 champions, who defeated Oregon in a stellar Pac-12 matchup against two Heisman Trophy candidates going out against each other. And it was the Washington Huskies who are the ones to succeed. Incredible stuff there. Then we have number three, Texas, who won the Big 12 championship. And they had a thrilling victory in that in a very close game over there. Blanking on my head really quick, the Big 12 championship. Who did Texas beat? Well, Quinn and Ewers in Arlington. Just to double check, because I do want to get this right. They, geez, why, why am I blanking? They defeated Oklahoma State. Shouts to Quinny Ewers, your MVP. Big 12 champion there. And, of course, the SEC, arguably the best. Um, by the way, um, Texas was 12-1. and one. And the number four, Alabama, SEC champions, defeating Georgia, in a thrilling matchup there, beating them by more than 10 points. And Alabama is your fourth-ranked school, and they are in the college football playoff. What a road to get there. And then here's the most exciting part, the matchups. New Year's Day, after you have an incredible New Year's Eve, you have an awesome night. It is January 1st. You're recovering from your hangover, and you're just getting ready for a 2024 you have first the Rose Bowl at 5.30, the most exciting, prestigious college football bowl game, arguably the, the most, one of the most prestigious college football game in the entire world. And, you know, you have the parade and everything. Like this, this is a matchup for the ages. Even though we have three weeks to go, this is something to look forward to. You have the Michigan Wolverines at 13 and a ranked number one in the country with Jim Harbaugh. After all of the stuff they've dealt with this entire year, they are going up against the Alabama Crimson Tide, ranked fourth, Big Ten versus SEC. You have Michigan and Alabama. I don't know if you're how you could not be excited about this matchup. And, you know, what happened to Florida State happened. You know, and all that politics we'll get into briefly, but Michigan versus Alabama, Jim Harbaugh versus Nick Saban. I mean, in the Rose Bowl, New Year's Day. How can you not be more excited? How can you not be hyped for that if you're a true football fan? That's going to be awesome. And then a few hours later, around 830 at night, you go into New Orleans for the Sugar Bowl, another classic prestigious bowl game where the number two ranked Washington Huskies are going up against the number three ranked Texas Longhorns. Pretty, pretty exciting stuff there as well. So New Year's Day, I know what I'm doing. Um, my birthday is New Year's Eve. 
So my first day as a 29-year-old, I hope to be relaxing with my friends back in Jersey City and um, enjoying each other's company before, um, you know, we go all go back to work for the 2024 year. We're going to go watch these prestigious bowl games, maybe go to a bar, who knows, but this is the college football playoff, four teams. Um, next year, they're expanding to 12, and we're going to enjoy this era of college football, this special day of college football, and until everything changes. So regarding the matchups itself, and heck, we might even get into it when you know our crew is able to come back in a, a few weeks' time. But just reacting, initial reaction, I'm just really excited for these matchups. I think the four best teams are in there who deserve it. Now, Alabama, we talked all season long with Nico and Alex about are they legit? They've had quarterback. They've had problems identifying their quarterback. They've played unnecessarily close games that we'd think, and it would be some miracle if they can somehow get into this college football playoff. And what do you know? They beat Georgia, the number one the number one ranked school in the nation up until two weeks ago, went in the SEC championship there, and that represented a um a moment there. And I do think Alabama deserved it. You know, after coming up short and um having an iffy season, they dominated for the last couple of weeks of the season, knock out Georgia, and here we are, the Alabama Crimson Tide are back in the college football playoff. For Michigan, you know, from Harbaugh being suspended early in the year to Harbaugh being suspended at the end of the year with the whole sign-stealing scandal, the fact that it seemed to not phase that team at all, you know, taking care of, I mean, obviously dominating the Big Ten throughout and, you know, huge win over Penn State without Harbaugh, obviously beating Ohio State without Harbaugh in the big house, and then... They're here to play, and then they take care of business against Iowa in the Big Ten Championship, and I think they are rightfully where they're supposed to be. So Michigan playing Alabama, I probably haven't been this excited for a college football game in God knows how long, a very long time. And um, who knows what the actual championship will be a week later. I'll make my predictions towards the very end, but this right here feels has so much high stakes to it, so much high stakes, and it feels like it's going to be the big deal it's meant to be. So pretty exciting stuff. I think in this matchup here, Michigan and Alabama, and give, give me Michigan in a close game. Let me see if the spread is out already. Let me quickly see what the spread is. Very early on. Again, you know, that's the one thing here. Setting these games up so setting this matchup so far away to when the actual game is, you um it might feel it might um kill some momentum, but I'm sure once you know we get past Christmas and we approach that final week of the year, and it's a good idea to have this college football playoff matchup on New Year's Day rather than New Year's Eve. Because New Year's Eve people are out having fun. And I think the ball dropped last year during Georgia and Alabama. And, you know, they missed it because a uh, field goal to decide who's going to the national championship um, was made apparent. So that's what happened here. So, okay, let me get the spread right now. So at this moment, I mean, that's just how you know. 
Michigan is favored by only one and a half at the Rose Bowl. Well, there you go. Um, probably as the weeks go on, they'll be um it'll be more apparent where the where things are gonna go. It'll be more apparent to see um to analyze this matchup. But for now, off the rip, 5 p.m. New Year's Day. We have Alabama and Michigan going up against each other. Michigan uh, at favorite at minus one and a half. Your over-under is 45 and a half. Expect this game to be close. So give me under 45 and a half. But give me the Michigan Wolverines to start off the new year and get themselves in the national championship game. All right, we'll go with that. And as for the Sugar Bowl, your next matchup, where you have Texas play Washington. Texas is opening at minus four. All right, all right, all right. Um, the third-ranked Texas Longhorns versus the Washington Huskies. Um, Pac-12 versus Big 12. And both of these uh, schools are moving from their respective uh, conferences. Um, I'm going to go. I really like Michael Penix Jr. I really like the Washington offense. Though the Texas Longhorns, the road to being this top team in program again has been so much fun to watch. Quentin Ewers is, <laughs> is a great quarterback himself. But give me, um, I think Washington, give me the upset here. I think they can defeat, if you give the, give the money line there, I think they can... Um, I think they can defeat the Texas Longhorns and that'll be some upset. That'll be very interesting. And I think, um, again, it's going to be Washington's national championship to, to play. And then you'll have Michigan versus Washington in the national championship a week later. Hmm. Let us see where that's going to take place. I just uh, really want to see really quick. Um, so they're going to do it in Houston NRG Stadium a week later. Um, I'm going to say go with the go with the Michigan Wolverines. Michigan wins the national championship. Jim Harbaugh rises to the sunset with all the uh, beef with the Big Ten, and he goes back to the NFL. I think that'll be the story. It'll be an interesting story, and it'll be pretty impressive. Jim Harbaugh getting to a national championship in the college game, also going to a Super Bowl in the pros, and a Super Bowl he easily could have won. And he'll try to accomplish that as well. So, Exciting stuff ahead for your college football playoff, and we will see where we are down the line. All right. Now going to the Heisman Trophy winner. And who is that Heisman Trophy winner going to be? So let's first, I just want to confirm, when is the actual day the Heisman Trophy will be awarded? When is the ceremony? So it's going to be... On December 10th. Oh, okay. If I see this, no. No. Okay, hold up. Let me make sure the Heisman Trophy ceremony is this Saturday. Okay, okay. So we're going to make our predictions right away. So who do I see becoming the next Heisman Trophy winner? So let us pick our four finalists. You got Jaden Daniels out of LSU. Pretty impressive dual threat quarterback. Who, even though that first LSU have had some had a couple ugly losses, the um, LSU still ended on a high note, I would say. And he's a pretty phenomenal quarterback. I think he could be a great pro. And 
we'll ultimately see what happens there with LSU. So quickly, let me just check one thing. All right, we're back. So, um, yeah, you know, LSU going, um, you know, they've lost three games this year, nine and three. Jaden Daniels, though, impressed it throughout. Ultimately, see what happens there. But shouts to him, Jaden Daniels. I do think he has a good future ahead. Then we have Bo Nix, quarterback we've talked about often on this program. A quarterback, a you know, older quarterback, but he helped lead Oregon to um an impressive season this year. It could have gone either way. What happened ultimately Oregon ended with um it, they could have they made a big push to make went try to win that Pac 12 championship, fell short, but um but um Regardless, Bo Nix has shown that he can, has a great arm. He can make comebacks, and um, he's a really good quarterback. Then you have Ohio State's Marvin Harrison Jr., who is one of the most electric wide receivers, not only in the college game, but a lot of people expect him to be a big deal pro. People think he's going to be a top five pick overall. And just like his father, he's going to be an amazing receiver in the league. He was at Ohio State. He was a wide receiver who, if you needed to make, if you needed to have a hot start in the game, if you needed to make a comeback, double coverage, triple coverage, um, one-on-one, even with a little separation, the man got hands. He's going to be a special player, I believe, as long as he stays healthy. Watch out for Marvin Harrison Jr. And let me tell you my pick. The Washington quarterback, Michael Penix Jr. Lefty specialist, the man who has been very accurate throughout, the man who seems poised, who's confident, and somebody I really hope that the New York Giants select in the 2023 NFL draft. And whether he starts right away or not, or if he has to develop, he's been um, one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch this year. Originally, way back when, I wanted Sam Hartman for Notre Dame, but obviously that ship sailed a long time ago. And the next quarterback I picked in about the halfway point of the college football season was Michael Penix Jr. And that's my pick for the Heisman Trophy. I like to see him hold it up I like to see him represent his lefty faithful. And I'm going to go with Michael Penix Jr. as your Heisman Trophy winner. That is my prediction right there. So we ultimately see where it goes. A brief reaction at the on the NFL show to the Heisman Trophy winner on um, which will be selected Saturday. And yeah, let's see what happens. Go Michael Penix Jr. You are my pick to win the Heisman Trophy in 2023. And then hopefully get your, your school and program into a national championship soon after. All right. So cover <laughs> excuse me. Covered our bases with we covered our bases with the college football player, the Hasmi Trophy winner. And before we wrap up, there's just one more thing I want to get into. It's not official yet. Let's check Twitter. Did anything happen? Boop, 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 boo. Um, nope, still waiting. But there was a report earlier today 
from well-respected writer John Morosi. And as the day has uh, continued, we've seen some it, of some things pick up. You know, they're still ironing out the details. <laughs> but it seems that um, the Yankees and... All right. <coughs> Excuse me. So let's... All right, let's see it right here. Bottom line, it looks like Juan Soto and... All right, let's take a look back. It looks like the San Diego Padres and the New York Yankees are about to make a trade, which will bring Juan Soto to the Bronx, and Juan Soto will become a Yankee on the final year of his contract. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Brian Cashman is back. The Yankees are back. And if this is about to happen, and I will totally eat crow, and I will put it out there if he doesn't get traded, but all signs point to Juan Soto becoming a Yankee any day now. And this is something we've been waiting for. This is something that the Yankee fan, I don't think, confidently thought was going to happen with recent trending, spending spending trends, with um, seems a lack of aggression for big players in the offseason, not making moves to the trade deadline. And you know what? The Yankee team ended the season 82-80. and 80. They almost became, they almost um, snapped their thirty plus year streak of ending over above five hundred, and guess what? For a fan base that has been tired, for a fan base that has had enough, for a fan base that just has had it, with the Yankees not being the Yankees anymore, being a laughing stock and not being aggressive when getting players who are available, guess what? That can all be made up in hopefully a few hours, where Juan Soto becomes a Yankee. I admit, I didn't see it coming. I I always have a little hope, but you know, Yankees weren't the Yankees for many, for, for a long time. And we just had to deal with whoever we got. I mean, there was a nice sign when Alex Verdugo, a, a left-handed left fielder that I was excited to watch. Um, who I respected and was excited to see become a Yankee himself. And if you get Juan Soto on top of that with Aaron Judge and returning Jason Dominguez, it's it's pretty good stuff. But I mean, we can re- we can react to this more when it becomes official. But the fact of the matter is that Juan Soto is likely going to be a Yankee, which proves that the Yankees are back, which proves that the Yankees are being aggressive again. And it just proves that the future is bright. And, you know, Judge is going to be 31 years old. Still a young 31, but 31 in baseball years, you know. You got to win while you can. Garrett Cole is in his early 30s. Um, I mean, we it, the Yankees are an old team, and we need to have some spark. So if you're telling me the 25-year-old, amazing power-hitting, contact-hitting, the amazing hitter Juan Soto comes into play. I know his fielding and defense is iffy, but, you know, that could be fixed. But the fact that this guy who has a left-handed swing for that short, por- short for that short porch, how can you not be excited? I am thrilled. I thank the Lord if this is about to happen. If it doesn't, I'll have a lot to say if uh, he doesn't come to the Yankees after the fact. But I'm going to go with the benefit of the doubt and follow the reports that say that Juan Soto is about to be a Yankee. And 
we'll really break that down with our baseball preview in a few months. But I mean, I gave up on the Yankees when um, their season was over essentially in August. I gave up on doing pods. Didn't think it was worth it. <clears throat> but now at least they're making a push. And that's all we can ask for. And for all the criticisms we've given Cashman in the front office and feeling like they are just a team that cares more about the uh, hitting their budget than their fan base, you know what? Yankees uh, did a good thing in proving us wrong and making us feel like everything's going to be okay. So I hope that it becomes official tomorrow so I can have a few words before the tweet cap on it. But um, this is pretty much my thoughts I'm so glad that the Yankees seem to be aggressive again. You know, I don't want to get too greedy, but we'll see if uh, Yamamoto becomes available and we can add another starter to our rotation. Or, you know, I don't want to, if you want to go with Bellinger or whatever, it doesn't seem to be the case because Verdugo's going, but um, maybe Peraza comes in. I will say, maybe we have to say goodbye to Glaber, but a nice mixture of veterans with... um, Soto, Stanton, obviously Judge. And then you have Volpe in there on Peraza. And um, this might be a fun Yankee team to watch again. And I can't wait to soak it all in. And uh, we'll break it down all season long in 2024. But those are the rumors, though not official yet. Signs are pointing that Juan Soto will be a Yankee. And you know we're going to celebrate. And... The big statement to say here is the Yankees are back. They're on their way to be aggressive. And now let's go for 28. So with that, let's wrap up today's show discussing college football playoffs, the Heisman Trophy finalists, and Juan Soto probably going to the Yankees. With that, I I say farewell. And we'll see you tomorrow with another tweet cap. And we'll see you on Wednesday with another NFL show. And yeah, let us see where things roll in college football. And then um, we'll see how things turn out with the Yankees offseason. All right. I'll see you all very soon. And you know I love you. Bye-bye. This is a very productive conversation. I am so thankful that we were able to discuss everything here today. Episode 296. The Big 300 is going to happen in two weeks, so what a ride it's been. And you know we're going to keep on going. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding the show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram, at Productive Conversations Podcast. X and Twitter, at ProdCovoPod. We're on TikTok, at Productive Conversations. And Facebook, at Productive Conversations. So we're back tomorrow with a brand new tweet cap, bringing the crew back as we talk about the big stories that are taking place in our crazy world. Uh, I haven't written the show yet, but we're definitely getting into GTA 6 and Taylor Swift's Time Magazine article, which is a great read, and I highly suggest it. And we got a lot of other fun stuff after that. And yeah, that'll be 297. Then NFL will be 298. No show on Wednesday, so 299 will be the tweet cap next week. And then, yeah, the, the week before Christmas... We are going to do our, uh, we're going to do our 300th episode. I am going to Miami to visit my brother Brendan with the family. 
the week after next. So we're going to move the schedule a little bit. But yeah, December 2023, we will accomplish our 300th episode. I'll get into that when the time comes. But for now, I just want to thank everybody who has listened for 296 shows. And then you know we're going to keep growing this brand. We're going to keep expanding our horizons and we're going to enjoy every second as we grow this brand into a national name in the world of podcasting i just want to thank alex de jesus for what he does behind the scenes i want to thank you the greatest fans and listeners in the world for tuning in every single week and being the best fan base a podcast can ask for we are back on friday tomorrow a feel good friday with a tweet cap so until then you enjoy the rest of your thursday enjoy this holiday season and don't forget to make big moves out here my name is matt brown i am the host of the productive conversations podcast and i'll be seeing you tomorrow all right don't forget to check in on your friends and family and we'll see you really really soon all right till tomorrow peace